Before we get started, I wanted to give a shout out to the patrons bringing you today's episode. Annie, Callie, Dee, Jen, Leticia, Lindsay, and Ryan. I am so grateful for each of you. To find out more about supporting the podcast, visit patreon.com slash diapersanddisciples, or check out the link in today's show notes. I also wanted to mention that I'm due with our baby in the next month, so my hope is to have at least the next three episodes ready to go over the next few weeks that will close out this series. I also have some interviews pre-recorded for our next series, but I'm not sure if I'll have those ready to go before the baby comes. So you can follow Diapers and Disciples on Facebook or Instagram if you want to stay up to date with that. And I'll post in both of those places if there will be a break in episodes when the baby comes. Without further ado, this is Diapers and Disciples, episode 68. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and this is part four of our series on nurturing the faith of Catholic kids. Today's chat is with Megan Bausch author and illustrator of Saintly Rhymes for Modern Times. Megan shares how her living out of the Great Commission as mom began before she became a biological mom during years of infertility early in her marriage. We chat about Fulton Sheen's role in drawing her deeper into her Catholic faith and inspiring her to look more intentionally at the saints of our time. And Megan offers some tips for introducing our little ones to the saints. Thanks for listening in today. Here's my chat with Megan. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I am excited to chat with you. Um, I was just telling you before, uh, I came across uh, your book, Saintly Rhymes for Modern Times. Um, A friend of mine at our homeschool co-op brought it in and I loved it. It's just like so beautiful and sweet and simple. And so I'm excited to chat about that. But um, before that, I would love to know just a little bit about you and about your family life and about your work. All right. Well, so my name is Megan Bausch. Um, I've been married to my husband, Andy, for four years now. Um, And just this past August, we had our first child, a daughter named Agnes. So she's six and a half months old. Um, She's incredibly energetic <laughs> just ro- rolling all across our apartment right now um i'm fortunate enough right now to be a stay-at-home mom and i'm loving that uh we just moved to california to the bay area from new york city last yeah, month that is so crazy <laughs> wild yeah so, so is still- the is the cult is it like just a total culture shock everything's different or what has that been like for you it's actually been, I was excited, but kind of hesitant because, I mean, the West Coast is, I've always been an East Coast person. Yeah. Um, the West Coast is just far from family and all that, but it was a good time of year for it, winter. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's true. And I had just started to realize like how difficult it was in the city with mm. a newborn. Oh, and it yeah. was, I was like, you know what? I don't know that this is our life anymore. And then this opportunity just popped up. So I was, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I feel like I can breathe awesome. a little bit more. As much yeah. as I love New York City, I feel like it was good maybe before babies. And now it's yeah. gone to a different stage. <laughs> That's so neat. So um, how long were you in New York City for? Was that um, since you've been married? 
So actually, I moved there right after I graduated um, from undergrad in 2010. Oh, okay. And um, lived there, met my husband there. He was doing a PhD in political science at the time at NYU. And I was, um, I studied musical theater. So I was up there trying to make it in the world of theater and Broadway stuff. And we actually met through the Archdiocese of New York um, and then moved to Pittsburgh. We spent the first two, three years of our marriage in Pittsburgh. And then he got a job back in New York City so we moved back, like really excited to go back. And then we had a wonderful year there where Agnes came along yeah, and then moved away again. <laughs> so we've been all over the place. I think we've had wow. four different apartments in our four years of marriage. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's similar to my husband and I. Well, we were actually in the same state, so that's a little bit different. But we had like each year we lived like in a new apartment for the first uh-huh. three years. So <laughs> I know that's it's, it's just... It's a- yeah, those yeah. early years of marriage, it's like you're flexible <laughs> enough where you can, you can just try out new areas and new things and yeah, jobs I are changing. I'm used to it now. So like one day if we settle down, then I'll be like, oh, man, I can't do that again. But now that we're just <laughs> in that part of life, it right. seems normal. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well, Megan, I would love to ask you because you are, you said Agnes is six and a half months or something like that yeah, right now. So, relatively. Seven. She'll be seven months next week. Okay, great. So, like, relatively new mom. And yeah. so, when you think about the idea of living out the Great Commission um, with kind of like where you're at right now in your stage of life, what, is, what does that look like for you? Let's see. So, I guess my husband and I were trying to equip her with like the confidence and the foundation to take her faith into the world eventually. Um, So, I mean, including bringing her to mass, we say an Angelus in the morning, um, just kind of normalizing her faith here around our apartment. Um, But also I was thinking about that in terms of like bringing our family out into the world to kind of evangelize around us and like how even her name, people will ask about her name, like Agnes, because it's not a name you hear as much. Today. Right. Yeah. And so I true. think people think it's like um, a, uh, like, like an ancestor or like a family right. name. <laughs> and so it's an opportunity for us to be like, no, it's actually a virgin and martyr, Catholic saint. Like if they're not, if they're not Catholic or they don't really know that it's, you know, an opportunity just in her name to kind of share a, a little piece of our faith. Mm. Um and also, uh, I was thinking about how, so it took her, it took us three years to conceive. Um, so during that time, I, I think that this uh, great commission as a mom was starting long before she even arrived, just mm-hmm. the hope of becoming a mother and praying for her and any other children that we will hopefully eventually have, biological or not. Yeah, I, I love that so much because I think about like those early years of um, just like I, the way you said it was so perfect. Just like having your daughter be like introduced and experiencing family life and like Catholic family life, like just in the home, like that's how she's, you know, going to grow up. And then I love what you said about her name, too. That's so true. Um our oldest, her name is um, 
Lucy Perpetua. So Lucy's a little bit more common, but Perpetua um, isn't as much. And one time I was at the post office and um, someone was asking what her name was and I shared her full name. And some people are like, oh, that's unusual. And that there was this elderly woman who said, wow, that's kind of dangerous, naming her after two martyrs. <laughs> so she knew what was up. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I love that. That's such a, um, that's so neat to, um, to be able to introduce people to, um, yeah, just our faith through the simple mm-hmm. act of describing our children's names. That's so great. I love it. So um, what has these last seven months been like for you um, as, a, as a new mom? Has it been kind of like what you expected? Um, I know you said you were trying for a few years, so you probably had been thinking about, you know, what it might be like. And so I, I'm curious uh, what it's been like for you and if it's been what you've expected. Uh, yes. And I mean, it's been better <laughs> than I expected even. Um, it's been incredible and also really difficult. Um, yeah, I guess we had that time to prepare mentally. Like it wasn't like, you know, a honeymoon baby mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, wow, we're not ready for this part of life. Like I, we spent those three years like just praying and hoping that one day we would be able to and like, thank goodness, uh, napro doctors and surgeons and like, um, yeah, two surgeries, endometriosis, they figured that out. Um, but I still wow. don't know that we'll be able to have more. Like, So it, it also helps me to be more grateful in mm-hmm. every moment. That, Like if I thought, oh, there's no problems with my fertility, I would probably just assume with the next baby this. But I don't feel like I can say that. And I'm okay with that, but I feel like it's making me more in, intentionally grateful every every day (laughs) Mm. um that's beautiful i'm so glad you mentioned that because um i know that there's women listening that do struggle with infertility and um maybe are like trying to figure things out like medically or maybe it's just unexplained like they're not able to figure things out and then there's also women that listen that have struggled with like secondary infertility where Mm -hmm. they were able to have children now they're not able to so um yeah i just i appreciate you sharing that because um, it's just a vulnerable place to share from. And I think there's other women listening that probably are experiencing, um, that. Do you have any, um, like thoughts for women who are maybe in that place? I don't know if there's anything in particular that was like helpful for you during that time of infertility. Um, uh, I don't know, just, just any thoughts for, for women who might be kind of in that spot? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, going back to my book, I guess, um, we called on the intercession of a lot of saints. Mm. Um, so in the end, I didn't even feel like, oh, there's one saint who really helped us because I felt like I just went to the communion of saints after everybody. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to remember. It's so weird because after I spent longer trying to become a mother than I have been a mother now, Mm. but I immediately like it went out the window in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember all that time. Yeah. Um, I know, I I believe she's a servant of God. Elizabeth Lesseur. She she has a really cool story. And like Fulton Sheen actually tells her 
husband's story because he was a convert from atheism. But I'm pretty sure she uh, she also like she couldn't have children and she really wanted to. Hmm. Um, and also, I feel like I read recently that G.K. Chesterton and his wife um, couldn't have oh, okay. children. And I, I should look more into that now. So maybe that's not a good idea for me to be like, no, people. that's OK. Um, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned him because maybe I'll just put him in the show notes for people who I'll check it. I'll, I'll look it up and make sure I'm not saying something wrong. Um but so during the time that we were struggling, mostly we were living in Pittsburgh and we had this wonderful uh, uh, or uh, adoration chapel, like a few, two miles from our, apart, our yeah, apartment. Um, so during that time, like I know right now I'm not in a stage where I can get to adoration all the time with a baby. But during that time, I was able to pick up anybody's hours who like couldn't make theirs, and I that really really helped me. Like towards mm. the end of that time, I I was coming to, you know, maybe if this doesn't happen, that's I can I can accept that mm. and figure out other ways to be a mother. In fact, I thought about my book sort of as a way maybe I'm not meant to biologically be a mother, but mm. I can be mothering in my arts and mm. uh, the things that I create. Right. Um, or like helping other mothers to teach their children things. And now, I mean, I'm super happy that I can share this with Agnes once she's a little older. She rips the pages now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love what you mentioned about adoration. Um, my husband and I were uh, talking about um, he was sharing just how, how much clearer things are when you're, um, when you're in adoration, <laughs> like even, yeah. um, just about, you know, decisions that you're, um, <gasps> thinking about, or you just get clarity on, on, on life. And, um, yeah. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. I, I miss it right now as, as much as we yeah. used to have. Yeah, we we used to live in um, Minnesota. We live in Ohio now, but we were in an archdiocese that had many perpetual adoration chapels. And so we were going to adoration a little bit more regularly um, as a family, but it would be more like, you know, like a holy 15 or 20 minutes, <laughs> not necessarily yeah. like a holy hour. But um, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a little, a little difficult. And then my kids are at the age now, which um, they're a little bit older, three, almost three and almost five. So uh -huh. it's, um, a little easier for us to stay a little bit longer and, oh, um, great. yeah, bring a few, few okay, little so books. Have to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's great. So, oh, and also um, that just reminded me of one ahead. more little thing. Um, I didn't find this in Pittsburgh, but maybe I didn't look hard enough, but when I moved back to New York, um, at my napro doctor, she had a, uh, an infertility support group and I was oh. only able, I mean, it was wonderful, but I, I mean, it was great because I was only able to go one or two times before I got pregnant. Wow. Yeah. So I felt a little bit like, oh man, I'm that girl who showed up like, yeah. And then immediately was like not going, <laughs> but it was really wonderful just to talk to some other women going through the same thing mm. because I kind of felt like an isolated uh, event until 
happening, whatever, until I was able to talk to some other people who were going through similar things. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's that's good to know and something to look into for uh, women that are struggling with it, that there might be something local around them that mm-hmm. um, a, a group at a parish or the diocese. That's really neat. Um. Well, I would love to, so as I mentioned, you have this book, Saintly Rhymes for Modern Times, and it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I really, really love it. It's so sweet. And just like um, the simple and like poetic introduction to, you know, the saints that you've chosen, like most of them are, or all of them are, you know, more recent saints. Um is just, um, it's so neat. I, I, I really love it. So I, w- I would love to hear from you where the idea of that came from. Yes. Oh, so the idea actually, I don't know, it came from a really a random bunch of things, I think. So first <laughs> of all, I, so I'm a cradle Catholic um, and I have really wonderful Catholic parents um, and they raised us you know, very well um, in the church. But then, like a lot of people, when I went to college, I started to kind of just be really lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I was studying musical theater. It wasn't the most, uh, like, Catholic uh, environment mm-hmm. or or even Christian or even religious or mm-hmm. uh, accepting of that environment even. Um, so I kind of just put it on a back burner. Like, I was still there. I'd still mostly go to mass um but mostly because I thought I oh I need to so I can tell my parents I went when I talked to them because I don't like to lie mm-hmm. <laughs> um so then I kind of moved to New York in, in that same uh with that same thing going on and during the first year I stayed kind of in that lukewarm spot but then I was like at a lonely period in my life, I just sought out um, uh, the young adult group at one of the churches in Manhattan. Hmm. And at first it was really like a social thing. Like I was yeah. like, oh, these, these Catholics are fun. You go out for drinks, they go out dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I found a new group of friends. You know, I was kind of lonely during this winter, whatever. So um, as time went on though, it kind of, like little things from them started rubbing off more on me. <laughs> um and i one of the big ones i remember is somebody i met posted a a talk a youtube video of fulton sheen's talk called the woman i love about Mm. um the the blessed mother Mm. and i just i'm not usually clicking on things and just watching videos that people post but i did and i just like was sobbing and was mm. like, this is right. This is true. I, how have I forgotten about this these last few years? Um, so that, um, that coupled with a bunch of other things, including meeting my husband, um, which I, now I think about, I met him right. I met him at St. Patrick's cathedral pretty much, which Fulton Sheen wow. is buried right there yeah. <laughs> under the crypt. So Fulton Sheen really had a hand in kind of bringing me back to Mm. my faith when I was in New York. Mm. Um, And my husband also, like he, I hadn't been to confession in four or five years. And he was like, you need to go to confession. Have you been going to, have you been receiving communion? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I, like I hadn't Mm. taken it seriously enough. And I needed somebody to be like, this is a big deal. 
and I, then I it kind of woke me up and then mm. I did and was like oh my goodness and I don't want to say the rest is history it's not like that but <laughs> it, since then it's been a very different um spiritual life for me hmm. um, wow I so that was the that. beginning of the, but oh okay that's where I was going with this Fulton Sheen he kind of got me into paying attention to more contemporary saints hmm. or more modern saints since I mean I guess they're all deceased um uh but but just the idea that these people lived within our lifetimes or in you know y- our grandparents or parents' lifetimes, it they made it made them feel so much more tangible to me and so much more like, yeah, of course I believe this. Of course I could I could try to be like that. Whereas I had this disconnect with saints of the past. Mm. Where it's like I think they all just wear like, you know, <laughs> draped cloth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I and as a kid too, I thought, oh, you know, saints are all old. Like way way hundreds and hundreds of years old and they're all priests or nuns like I didn't realize that they could just be lay people parents you know young children um so all of these things kind of started to work in my mind um and I wanted to when I started doing this it was completely just a uh, let me kill some time while I'm waiting to conceive. Like right, right after we got married, I thought like, oh, I'll do this. It'll be something I give our uh, children one day. Like I really wasn't planning on making this um, a published book. Wow. But as time went on and I uh, got more of it accomplished, my husband kind of he was like, you really you should submit it to some places and. I think mm. I think I only submitted it to about five publishers and a whole year went by before I heard from our Sunday visitor. So I'd completely given up on it. Wow. Um, and was just like, oh, one day maybe I'll self-publish it so I can, you know, give it to family. Um, yeah. So it's been kind of a crazy uh, journey with the book. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So are are all the saints in the book ones that you or your family, you have kind of a particular uh, devotion to? I would say yes. Pretty much, almost all of them mm-hmm. I have like a pretty special place in my heart for. Right. Uh, I mean, I had, to, I had to get Fulton Sheen in there, even though he's not um, – um, He's not beatified yeah. yet, but I was like, I can sneak a, a venerable yeah. in there. It means so much to me. Totally. The one that I'm really like, oh man, I wish I had gotten him in here with Solanus Casey. Oh yeah. He, mm-hmm. who is, yeah he, he's one of my favorites. Oh honey. But it was only announced, like I think right after I finished the book, that yeah. he would be beatified. So at the time I was like, I probably can't have too many venerables in there. <laughs> um, that's a little sad about that one, but um, yeah, and even uh, the page, um, Mother Cabrini. Uh huh. So it, it's we're not positive how uh, true this is, but the, like family lore is that my great great grandmother, who is an, um, an Italian immigrant, uh, met Mother Cabrini. Oh, and wow. blessed my great grandmother 
that's how the story goes. Wow. Um, yeah. And so in the page with that, I was able to like get my great grandmother in there next to her as one of the immigrant <gasps> children. Oh, that is so awesome. So yeah, I- yeah. Little, little, uh, personal connections in the book. That's so neat. And what's something, yeah, it's something that's so unique about this book. Um, And I'm not exactly, I'm not an artist, so I'm not exactly sure how to say what it is, but how it's like not all the same, like it's not all drawn or not all, like Uh there's mixed, um, I don't exactly know how you say that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like collage is how I describe yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. I add, there's some photo in there. Then there's like photo textures of photos of textures right. that I use on their clothing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It, it makes it so set apart from, from other books. I think it's really beautiful the way you did that. So that's neat. Very cool. Um, so then what are your thoughts for like when you were putting this together, even before you realized um, that it was going to be um, a book. Um, were there uh, things that you were thinking about, like, you know, when I introduce a child to this saint, like, how did you go about um, writing, like, the little poems that go with each one of them? And do you have any, I guess, maybe thoughts or tips for introducing little ones to the saints in particular? Oh, yeah. Um, so I think. You, there could be a tendency to look at biographies of these particular saints and a lot of saints and think that they lived pretty miserable or tragic lives or like the children though they you know they died young mm-hmm. or um, they suffered a lot but I chose to uh, focus in the short little poems on their joy for Christ mm-hmm. and and, and <laughs> Speaking of joy for Christ. <laughs> yeah, trying so to clap. Sweet. <laughs> um, as opposed to, you know, what ha- you know, what happened to St. Gianna or mm. Blessed Chiara. Um, because they didn't live miserable lives. Mm-hmm. They lived miserable lives by like our world's standards. Yeah. But some of the I I love writing little rhymey things. <laughs> Um, and some of them came to me like out of the blue, like here, I just wrote it all down. And then others I like slaved away on for weeks and weeks. Mm. And then finally was like, yeah, I guess it's okay. Like, it's not exactly how I want it. So it was a complete hodgepodge of how it, how it came together. Hmm. Very interesting. I also wanted them to be like that they could speak to adults too mm. and not just like a kitty, a kitty friendly thing. Yeah, that's so um, true. Hmm. Yeah, like to like, I don't know, to have something sort of, sort of profound in there, even if it doesn't quite register with the child yet. Like maybe one mm. day it will. I tried. I don't know that I did <laughs> profound things like that. Yeah, no, I think that totally comes across because reading it as an adult, it's first of all, very beautiful. And then second, um, yeah, the way that you're able to put um, certain aspects about the saints like personality or about their um, life in just um, a simple, beautiful way, I think is really would resonate with 
um, children as well as adults. So I think, I think that's beautiful. Um, so have you always been, so you said you studied musical theater, right? So have you always kind of been, um, an artist and like a writer and have you always had that, that creativity? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I remember, or I like to say that when I was like five or six, my dad introduced us to the sound of music. Oh, and yeah. And it was from there, it was like, okay, well, I'm either going to be a nun or I'm going to be a musical theater actor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I chose the, the latter. <laughs> um, but, but in general, just uh, all the arts. I think I've dabbled for all these years in just all, all aspects of the arts, sometimes leaning more towards a musician, sometimes leaning more into the uh, fine arts or art history mm. or um, different things through the, through the years. And, the, and then the idea to be, or how it came about, um, you being now an author and an illustrator, is that something you thought might be in the cards or it kind of surprised you <laughs> the way it came up? Um, it's sort of, I, I do remember back in like college having the idea to, I wanted to do something like to educate kids about something, but I know at that time I was not thinking about the saints. Right. It was more like a, a history lesson or like I was thinking more in terms of educational uh, at the time, and then I put that away for a long time. Um, I, okay. um, I actually got really into uh, costume design in college too. Oh, okay, and I think that had a really big impact on just how I started doing the uh, artwork of saints at all. Mm. Um, I I sort of developed that collage style um, by doing costume design renderings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sometimes I'm like joking that I just costume designed the saints. <laughs> they're all they're all just like standing like <laughs> straightforward. Um, but when I my first job in New York when I moved there after college was as a shopper at a costume uh, production shop. So like they were making the costumes for a bunch of different uh, stage shows and like Broadway plays and whatnot. And I would they would tell me like to go out in the garment district and get swatches of this type of fabric. So I then I would have to gather those up and bring them back, and then they could decide like what fabric they wanted to buy to make the costumes oh, interesting. out of. Yeah, yeah, and I think that actually had a big uh, impact on me being like, ooh, th- these different textures. Right. That's so neat. Um, do you have any uh, current projects or um, things that you're thinking about <laughs> for, for for the future as well? Maybe a sequel to the I, book that involves Solana's Casey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, there are plenty of other... Uh, uh, modern saints that are popping up as more people become uh, beatified or canonized, right? Or, yeah, or whatnot. So I know I have more there. I, I've been working on um, some mysteries of the rosary. Oh, wonderful! But it's taking me a really, really long time to just get some some of that together. With understandable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Your yeah, life changes a lot with oh, the little man. one. Yeah. yeah, and I'm trying to be like, honey, I'm trying to be really um, patient with myself because for a while I was like, oh man, I didn't get anything done today. And so right now I'm like, you know what? most days I probably won't get anything done for a while. Mm. So I'm just going with that. That's yeah, that's so good. That's so good to remember and to think about because I think it's like, even if, you know, what you did was, you know, spent the day loving your daughter, you've done like the most important thing. (laughs) That's what I, yeah, you're so right. That's what I need to concentrate on right now. Cause for a while I was like, really like, Oh man, doing enough (laughs) yeah I was we've I've been talking about this a lot I think with a few different guests and also it's just been coming up in my conversations with friends is this idea of just like um just being and like uh some you know some people use the term like wasting time together as a family like it's not efficient and um it's you know not productive necessarily but it's it's so good. And those are, you know, the memories that our kids get, are going to have. And that's what, you know, brings us life. And so I, I love that you mentioned that. That's so great. I feel like another book can wait right now, but this time I, mm. I'll i be upset if I <laughs> ignore this time for that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, Megan, I'd love to ask you, how do you feel like you've seen the Lord at work in your life the last year? This last year has been cra- ridiculously uh, filled with blessings. For us. <laughs> like, I feel like it was a bunch of years of praying for these things. Mm-hmm. And then this past year was just like everything at once. Wow. Yeah. Between like the, the book be- being published last year and Agnes being born. And then even, even the fact that like... God just knew where we were at when I was like, you know what, this is really hard in the city with mm-hmm. a baby. And then it's just poof, you know, we're across the country in a much easier situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. So being in a new home, <laughs> what would you say is your favorite part of your house and why? Uh, this kind of so we've only been in this apartment for a month now yeah crazy (laughs) yeah we've got like pictures on the floor (laughs) like things that aren't hung up and uh whatnot but the the, my favorite part about this apartment is probably the carpet (laughs) (laughs) because we uh, we spend half the day like rolling on the carpet yeah and we, like we we had in in Brooklyn, which is where we were before, we had this like really old like um, we were on the third floor of a walk up, which was what made it hard for the baby. And the floors were old and wood, and they sloped. Like it was, you put the table, and your food was like in one side <laughs> of the bowl. And they were so sloped. Um, 
So now that there's this nice lush new carpet in this apartment, we just roll around half the day. I mean, it won't be new and nice carpet for too long because she spits up on it like constantly. But um, right now it's really great. It's my favorite part. I I love that you mentioned that. Actually, when we were house hunting, there was this house that... um, I'm trying to remember now. I don't think it's this one that we ended up in, but there is this house that my um, daughter like loved. She just loved it so much. She would talk about it and we're like, what do you like about the house? And she said the carpet. <laughs> she just loved the carpet. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. And that's just like a, a child because you do spend so much time, you know, playing with them, reading with them, sitting with them, nursing them, whatever it is on the carpet. So it's just, that's so funny. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's great. <laughs> And um, what have you been loving recently? Oh, let's see. So <laughs> one thing I'm really loving is my short haircut. I just chopped all my hair off. So it's like really short, like a pixie bob yeah. kind of thing. And it is just so much easier. She was before like a week ago every day it was just like in her mouth matted (laughs) and then it was just like all kinds of stuff um it was like a bad nest um but now I'm like oh man guess who hasn't pulled or eaten my hair much lately (laughs) (laughs) so I'm loving I'm really loving that that's Um, great have you had short hair before or this is a total new change no I actually have all all, this is the haircut I had through (laughs) high school college first few years out of college and then just in the last five years I grew it out and so it's like going back to something that is really familiar actually yeah oh funny that's neat I love that um and then do you have any mom hacks to share or maybe something that's making your life maybe a little bit easier with having a baby has there been anything you've found Oh, yeah. Well, besides chopping off all your yeah. um and besides leaving, moving out of your third floor walk-up apartment, <laughs> um, one thing that's been really amazing is we have family and friends who have gotten, like, maybe their kids have outgrown stuff, uh, and we've just inherited or borrowed, uh, like, the crib, um changing table we mm. just got a high chair off of facebook marketplace for like 25 dollars. it was a really nice high chair yeah for, so these things that now i feel like oh i never need to buy anything new yeah that's awesome that's so great we um uh, there's no like cousins on, on my side of the family but my kids have cousins on my husband's side of the family and um what was so great one of the things that's so great about that, among many other things, is um, having things passed down that um, that they can wear. And yeah, that's that's really sweet. And it's also good to know because um, I love that you mentioned like Facebook Marketplace and things like that because um, with baby things, clothes or changing table or whatever, you just need it for a time. And then, then it's like, almost brand new (laughs) and someone's ready to pass it down so you can find things that are almost new um that for for a greater a much better deal so um i love that you mentioned that baby stuff is 
weirdly expensive. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's true. Well, Megan, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's so just refreshing to talk to um, you now, like in these early stages of like motherhood and um, yeah, I'm just thinking back on my time, like my first year or so just with my daughter and like those such special moments. Um, so I'm really grateful for you taking the time to, to chat with me and to share about your book. So, um, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. And, um, if people want to, um, check out you and maybe some of your work or connect with you, um, do you have a website or a place that you like to send people? Uh, I'm not great at maintaining it, but I do have, um, (laughs) A, an Instagram that was connected to my Etsy shop, which is closed right now. Because <laughs> okay. I just was like, temporarily, uh, we're just closing it while, while we deal with the first, you know, little bit of her life. Sure. <laughs> um, and the shop is called the Jewelers Card Shop. And so that's also what the Etsy is called, is the Jewelers Card Shop, sort of based off of john paul ii's play the jewelry shop that's great (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah if you you can find me on instagram at the jewelers card shop okay wonderful um yeah (laughs) and i post you know like once every two months (laughs) (laughs) that's great really good (laughs) it's funny because i have um for the podcast i have a uh, facebook and an instagram page but i'm like i've never been really good especially at instagram i like have never really kind of got a feel for it or I don't know I just like don't use it very well so I'll go through people that follow me will know because I'll go through these spurts where it'll be like two days where all of a sudden I'm like (laughs) posting all these pictures like in my stories and then it'll be like a month before I post anything else so uh yeah I can totally relate to to that exactly yeah it'll be like three posts in one day yeah (laughs) yeah that's great but I do look at it right it's not that it's just that I don't really the actual upkeep yeah I don't get into yeah yeah totally I understand that great well um thanks again and uh let me go ahead and close us in um a little prayer Lord Jesus, thank you so much uh, for this time to chat today, and thank you for um, all of the women listening, especially um, all the new moms that are in just the early stages of motherhood and all the um, tiredness and change and everything that comes with that, Lord. And I pray um, just for special graces for them and for all the moms listening today that we could um, just experience you and your joy today. And Lord, we love you and we offer this time to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi friends, I loved how Megan mentioned that a great way we can introduce our littlest ones to the saints is by focusing on the joy of these saints, uh, the joy that they had in Christ. Even though by earthly standards their lives could be seen as painful or miserable even, We know that their joy came from their love of God and their focus on their eternal home. To find out more about Servant of God Elizabeth Lesseur and G.K. Chesterton and his wife, who Megan mentioned, I've linked their stories in the show notes at diapersanddisciples.com. Thanks for listening in today. Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.